how would you define like your art? Because it seems like you do a lot of different things. I just saw a video on your website. Um, yeah. And then I and then I I know that you kind of some of your Instagram posts, uh, you you write like poems and things like that. Yeah. So how would you define your art? Um, I try to mix a lot of different um, things together, but it's really what what inspires me at the moment. Video is something I decided to do one random night when I got home. Coming from all the way from Harlem to Brooklyn, I decided to um, strip down and put on this regalia and just record myself on my iPhone. And a lot of the things that um, I was pressured by was not having the equipment to properly um, do art, right? Um, so my iPhone was my source of inspiration, oddly enough, um, six years ago when I did that. But I'm just someone who likes to take whatever I have around me and get it done. Yeah. yeah. Um, I still taught myself graphic design. Um, wow. None of this is really something I went to school for, per se. So anything that I, I, I'm, around, I'm around is something I like doing. I guess there's like this whole because I, I think I even struggle with this. There's this whole thing that, you know, in order to do art, you have to have all of this different kind of equipment. You have to have this. You have to have the training. You have to have the resources and things like that. I mean, you know, it's it sounds like you just kind of well, yeah. What kind of made you fall into art? Would you say it came to you? You found it? Yeah. I mean, um, New York taught me a lot. Um, I'm 30, 32 now. I'll be 33 in February. I moved to New York, Brooklyn, when I was um, turned 21. And um, I just came out the closet. It was this whole thing. I moved in with my partner. And um, New York taught me how to really grab hold of things quickly. Mm. and um, find resources out of nothing sometimes. Yeah. Um, and moving with nothing and having nothing and having a potato to eat, the split between us and the refrigerator and struggling. And you learn art sometimes is eating. Sometimes art is survival. Sometimes art is really speaking your existence. So... I just got into photography, um, taking photographs of myself, taking photographs outside, but graphic design has always been something in my heart, branding and um, just expressing however I can. What brought you to New York? Like, where'd, where'd you move from? <laughs> um, well, I'm actually where I moved from now, in Raleigh, North Carolina. Oh, okay. Um, so, um, Love brought me there. Um, being kicked out brought me there. Mm. Um, learning myself brought me there. And I mean, I was, I was born there mm. when I was three. So I always wanted to go back to be an adult. And so my, all of my adult years from 21 to 31, a whole decade was in um, New York. Yeah. Girl, I don't see how you did it. <laughs> yeah, it was... Um, it was a lot. I mean, New York has a way of 
holding you and loving you, but also has a way of throwing you out too. Yeah. Um, I didn't mind being thrown out at the 10 year mark. Um, I think we needed something else to, to satisfy our art and our, our needs. And when you get older, especially when you hit that three zero, like you think about a home, you think about a family and, um, it's just not a place that I could cultivate that there. Did, so did you always know that you wanted to be an artist? I mean, that word, you know. Or, yeah, art, is, that what you call, <laughs> is that what you consider yourself? Yeah, I always wanted to, you know, to do things. I mean, um, I was raised in the, the printing industry since I was seven years old. My dad worked at a printing company and then eventually um, my parents owned and they still own their own printing company. Nice. Um, so I was always around paper and uh, texture and printing and uh, old school manual graphics and stuff like that. So I've always been interested in it. Um, then it became a, a hobby and then it became like a brand and a way of life. And now I'm working for Target headquarters doing design. So that's kind of exciting too. So yeah. Yes, talk to me talk to me about Black Boy B. How did how did Black Boy B come into yeah. existence? And um yeah, what are some of the things you're you're currently doing with Black Boy B? Ooh, Black Boy B. Uh 2017. Um I believe I was probably unemployed for like the second time that year. Um depressed. Uh just trying to figure things out. Um especially during a winter in New York and Brooklyn. I went through a lot of seasonal depression while I was there every winter, like clockwork. The mantra Black Boy B, like you're gonna be all right, kind of kept me sane for a while. And um, it's hard because I wanted that message to really reach everyone but i was really trying to reach myself for a very long time mm. yeah i finally did and um my friend walter cruz um was designing these jackets and i was like yo um can you make a jacket with black boy b on the back he was like yeah i got you i got you i don't have it now because it was stolen while i was in brooklyn <laughs> but for the two years i had it, it was great and then um I said, well, how can I brand this? And then I um, turned the B upside down and looked like eyes. And I was like, okay, that looks like a mask. And I was like, okay, I could do an Afro. And it became this logo where it looked like a little superhero. And I was like, okay, cool. Yes. I can, I can vibe with that. It just spoke with me a lot. And I never really had, um, I did logos before for other people, but I never did anything for myself. And, um, it spoke to me and I was like, okay, I can definitely see that on the shirt. I can see that on the bag, I can see that. Mostly I can see people looking at the brand and Black Boy B being a little different um, than always being joyful, like Black Boy Joy or Black Boy this, Black Boy that, because there's a lot of that. Mm. And also being a marketing major, how you, how you separate yourself from the pack is very important too. So Black Boy B is literally being a lot of different emotions. I am not happy and joyful 70% of the time. So how can I, you know, 
get joy out of knowing that sometimes I'm not always joyful. So the word be really means a lot. It's like being true to your emotions, your mental stability, your um, your feelings. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, like I remember seeing like, you're yeah i want to say i've been following you for about two two or three years um and yeah i remember seeing the logo and it really being with the afro and i was just like yeah it's kind of it was like kind of mysterious too because i'm like okay what's what's i like that word yeah this this? the mask it's it could be anything could be anybody could be superhero could be anything so um mystery is a lot to do with my aquarian side i don't i yeah. Even though social media is like you reveal your life, I try to have a lot of um, thrill. Like when you see me actually in the street, like yeah, it's always. I'm like I'm really chill. And I think a lot of people think I'm this uh, over the top, over the rainbow, jumping all the time. It's just like I'm I'm really actually more low key than anything. Why, why do you think people think that? Because I definitely didn't get that. Um, I mean, my Brooklyn days of being in New York, um, you, you do kind of have to have your personality to stand out. You kind of have to, it's a little badge of honor. It's a little personality kind of keeps you alive sometimes. Um, and New York always feeling like you're on the run. Mm. Always- have to do something i was got to go to work i was got to design i was got to do some art you kind of get hooked into this idea that you have to perform or overperform or i know being in new york really taught me who i was as a queer person identified person yeah so yeah. that's not to negate that but it's to um now being back down south being very different from new york I have um, also understood how introverted I can be, and especially COVID happening. Yeah, yeah. Um, as much as I try to want to have community and be out and do all this kind of stuff, um, I like to be at home with my dog and my partner and, and design. I just want to always be doing this. Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if I'm doing that, I'm fine. I was, yeah, I was going to ask, like, how is it so i'm from alabama how how is it being back down in the south how are things and in north carolina like yeah well i was raised here you know all the way from three to 20. so um i didn't want to come back home necessarily but me being back um it's changed a lot i guess you know the infrastructure has changed but the culture is still the same um which is saddening um a lot of the the wisdom that i think when it comes to building buildings um didn't really change much um so you still have a lot of backwards minds with like upward mobility Mm. and it's um a little triggering Mm -hmm. Uh, hence the gentrification that i experienced in new york um, where you had a lot of upward mobility and um, false mobility with that as well. And mm. um, it's just juxtaposed to that experience. I just um, wish I had more of a 
reality of um, progression here. But um, I don't know. For instance, like Black Boy B, I've seen a lot of Black boys here that I worked with when I worked in store at Target. Um, they don't necessarily consider the one a voice that they're Black. And that's a very, you know, uh, Southern approach to protecting yourself within yeah. whiteness, um, within the structures that um, that really fuck your mind up. Yeah. But um, so the brand itself is kind of like a revolutionary statement here, as opposed to Brooklyn's kind of like, um, yo, black boy, that, that's a natural uh, way of speaking to somebody. Here it's kind of like, Black boy B, like, why would you want to say that? And I'm like, wow. Okay. And I just wouldn't, you know, you just wouldn't expect it from, for some reason, you just wouldn't, ex- I think you wouldn't expect it from the South with, you know, just it being the South. And I would think, I would think that, um, but I also know the history. So mm-hmm. it's kind of like I understand it. Um, so I'm also trying to like combat that. that yeah, thing. yeah. Um, it's not necessarily wanting to be white as much as it is um, trying to not wanting to be black. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I mean, you could dissect that as much as you want, but uh, protection. Yeah. I don't, it's never protected me. I don't think it, it's an illusion because it doesn't protect you um, regardless of the fact, but that's what I'm doing now. That's what I'm seeing now. Yeah. realizing now yeah before i moved to new york um designing for um, my printing business my parents printing business before i left um this word maple came into my head and i love anime you know i love pokemon and all that shit so it wasn't as weird when i heard it but i was like well what's this about so i got on the computer started figuring out what the acronym meant and i was like oh okay so it could be like melanin, art, poetry, love, and enlightenment. And I was like, cool, maple. And then Koyo came out of, out, of the, out of the, you know, the midst of that. And Koyo leaves are, in Japan, like this uh, seasonal uh, celebration of like foliage and the fall. Mm. And the red and the yellow and the brown leaves that come off the maple trees. Um, and I was like, well, how does that link? And what the hell is this about? Because this is weird. Because when I say maple coil, the people, they're like, I don't understand what that is. And it's a link between the leaves and the tree and ancestral roots and the things that come off of it. And um, typically, a beautiful maple tree produces beautiful fruit or the leaves that are red, brown, and yellow like Black people and people of color. Mm-hmm. So I try to... Um, the zine is really about having a platform for those marginalized people um, with those skin tones to really speak on um, different injustices or queer things, sex, love, politics. So this is the second zine. And I'll throw Blackboard being in there as a, a branding idea, but um, they're kind of two distinct things. How do we flip this design world on its head. Um, I had a CEO of uh, a design company in New York called Vault 49. Um, 
I reached out to him on LinkedIn. I said, you know, you know, and he's black. And he said, you know, uh, being a only black CEO of a design um, company and like literally all of New York is a problem. I want to do this. I want to do that. And I said, well, how? You have the resources. What are we going to talk about? He hit me up. He was like, oh, so let's talk. Let's set up a Zoom. We set up a Zoom a year, a year ago and we have, you know, monthly meetings. And now we have a crew of people who are on board and we have, you know, mentorship program and it's uh, post George Floyd, all of a sudden really got everybody on some type of wave of humanizing people now, all of a sudden. Out of nowhere. Yeah, which made the time very appropriate, but also it, you have to critique that too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. um, I don't know. I'm just so I'm so impressed with just how you navigate just all of these different like going working in retail, having the experience at your uh, at the you said printing the center, the Sean, the Sean, yeah, the Schomburg Center, the print. You said your parents printing press, right? Yeah. Uh, Janie think, digital printing. Yeah. Just all of these. And then just kind of like just being upfront with people i just i think i think that's just really cool it it was new york it taught me a lot yeah it taught me to be upfront with um myself it taught me more than anything and um to believe that shit going through new york for 10 years i'm very adamant like if no one down here in north carolina will can ever ever say um if they haven't already experienced a decade in New York and survived it, if you have not in North Carolina, you cannot step to me about a degree. Mm. You can't step to me about uh, entrepreneurship and hustle. And if you have not experienced what I went through. Mm. So I took that mentality and said, Hey, you don't have a choice. It doesn't make any sense unless you're, prejudice, racist, homophobia. These are the, the things that would cause you to think this. Um, there's nothing, there's no room for anything else. And then when you push people into a corner like that, they either fight back or they start to realize that there's no, you know, C or D, there's an A and B. Yeah, yeah. I don't mind you doing A or B, but we're going to figure it out. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, um, I, I love it. I love yeah. it. Beyonce school of life. <laughs> Literally my what I go by. It is. What, <laughs> what advice would you give to um like up up and coming up up and coming artists, um artists working with what they have? Like what advice would you give to to them to keep yeah going yeah yeah um i would i want to view yourself as up and coming anymore i think that that's what um or young photographer a young artist first this first that um emerging those words bother me a lot um just like you being seasoned in your career it would there's 
it's just linear. And I think everyone's on the same path in some different ways. We just have a lot of different ways to get there. A lot of boundaries that other people don't have. Um, am I an up and coming artist at Target? I'm at Target. And that's how I'm doing it. Am I an up and coming streetwear brand? I'm a streetwear brand. Am I an up and coming, you know, this and that? No, like I, you're not gonna be someone to tell me that I've arrived. I have to have arrived already. And it's just the confidence of knowing that there's always gonna be someone who does something different or quote better or, you know, had the means or the resources to get there. Um, which drives them to a level of uh, arriving way before they probably even have the idea of arriving there. So I don't try to use those terms. I wouldn't recommend anybody using those terms. Just try to be, try to arrive at your own time and your own space to what you feel is appropriate and comfortable for you. You know, um, so for the quote up and coming artists, everyone is still moving forward. Even my manager's manager is still saying, I have to go, I want to go back to school to do something else. So she hasn't arrived to whatever thing she, she thinks she's arrived at. So we're not up and coming, we're just. We're here. Thank that you. No, it, it makes perfect sense. And um, that was something I needed to hear. So so thank you. Thank you. You're here. You're present. You're breathing. You have arrived. You arrive every day that you wake up. Mm. So because um, if you keep striving for this up and coming, when will I arrive? You'll never get there. It's never, yeah. Yeah. We're going to happen. You'll get stuck in just that up and coming yeah yeah always so um how how can folks follow you yeah uh at blue mood b-l-u-m-o-o-d um www.blackboyb.com um i don't don't really function on facebook anymore it's been like two years um how about instagram and my website um I'm on Twitter too, I guess, sometimes. That's B-L-U-M-O-O-D-S, Blue Moods. Um, but I'm usually just on Instagram or LinkedIn under Blue 